Hello, buddies. It's time for everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is a very special buddy, the president of the NWPA Alliance, my buddy, Alex Spahn. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Awesome. Glad to hear it. Thanks for stopping on the show. Thanks for chatting with us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yes. First off, congratulations on, your, on the uh, 40 under 40 from another 40 under 40. Thank you. Congrats also. Thank you. So I got to start by asking, um, how much does the NWPA Pride Alliance mean to you personally? It means a lot, honestly. Um, I've been involved now. This is my 10th year on the board. Um, I was involved for about a year and a half before that. So uh, for me, it is such a massive part of my life um, that I, it's just really hard to equate that. Um, it's almost like having a child. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of work that goes into it, I, I am not a father, but I would assume is fairly comparable. Um, it seems like it's something that I'm thinking about almost all the time. What can we do to um, keep growing, to continue getting our reach out there? So it, it, it's a probably one of the most important things that I have in my life currently. Awesome. And what inspired you to run for president? Um, I, I don't know. So we don't actually run. Um, oh, okay. We don't have uh, elections and all like public elections. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined the board uh, in 2014, I think. If that sounds right. Um, and when I joined the board at the time, they weren't in a recognized 501c3 nonprofit. And I come from a finance background. So um, I kind of tasked myself with getting that job and, or getting that done. And then when we got that done, um, I was approached by a couple of other board members that since we had received that status and that since I had worked it through that process, um, they asked me if I would be interested in um, the role if I was nominated. Um, and it's something that certainly caused some dissension within our ranks. Um, we have a president, um, who has a former president who has done so much work. Um, luckily we've now reconciled and we're really good friends. Um, but it was kind of like, I didn't want it to be viewed as me taking his spot. Um, and it was totally something that it wasn't, something that I came up with. It was a couple of other board members. So they had nominated me and pushed the election through. And it kind of was perfect timing to allow us to do a little bit of a rebrand and really refocus on what it is that we were doing and how to start growing. And how much does it mean to you being president of such an an amazing organization? You know, it it means a lot. Um, At the same point, it's also, it, it, 
I, I recognize the burden that comes along with that title. Um, it's one of the things that has allowed me to advance, to, to advance my leadership skills, my abilities to organize. Um, so as much as it's a title that means a lot to me, it's really about what am I doing to make that title worth it? Because I recognize that anybody could potentially take my title at the beginning of next year and to enjoy, it's, I'm learning how to enjoy my time. Mm-hmm. And personally, what has the organization done for you? I know it's done so much for you, but what are some things that it's truly done for you as a member? Um, I've got, honestly, I've got such a great group of board members, uh, connecting with them and really getting to learn and become good friends with my board members is probably the most important thing to me. Um, I've made friends through the organization. Um, I get a huge, huge gratitude high after, um, one of our events. Uh, it, it can sometimes be rough to manage it. We go from such a high the day of our event to nothing else lives up to that the rest of the summer. So it's really difficult to ride that uh, roller coaster of emotion sometimes. But um, yeah, it's just having the role and everything and getting to be the lead person out there really means a lot. Beautiful. And you guys just celebrated June, which is Pride Month, which is the biggest month for your organization, just like Dwarfism Awareness Month is for Little People of America, an organization I'm involved in. You know, what? how how was this past month for you? Like, like what went on, all that stuff? Tell us about it. Oh, my goodness. It was insane. So um, not only with the organization that I, I'm here for, but also my uh, my day job it partook in their first Pride event um, of the really first two Pride events. So... Um, I work for National Fuel and I went up to, I started the month in Buffalo for Buffalo Pride, marching in the parade and festival as a member of National Fuel's uh, group. So after that, I came back to Erie and it was just nonstop. Um, we had our first Pride kickoff event, actually on the first, uh, we did our Drag Queen Bingo, Pride Month Drag Queen Bingo, where we kicked off the month that way. And then... Um, a lot of planning goes into it. And I don't think a lot of people realize how much planning and how much commitment the board has. Um, we started with our board meeting that first Saturday and we just, it was really nonstop. We had a lot of different things to go and to deal with. Um, we are, we don't host our events here until the last week of the month. That's when all of our stuff hits because there's a lot of smaller communities that, around us that have different times. So um, I believe this year, Buffalo, Cleveland, Pittsburgh were all on the same weekend. So Erie sitting right in the middle, people had to choose where to go for what. So um, after that happened, really our organization went out and we went to different prides. We promoted ourselves at different prides. Um, it really is a struggle sometimes to manage when you have a month like that to manage burnout because you got so much that you're working, so much that you're going towards and then you, after not having events for two years, there was also the element of what if I forget this? We were so rusty because um, we had our events the last two years, but they were virtual. So the amount of work that went into them was much, much lower. But uh, we spent the next two weekends really just organizing and getting ready for it. And then when the week of Pride hit, um, we had Pride Night at the Erie Seawolves that we do every year. I think this is like year six or seven that we've do, that we've done it 
um, where we had a really great turnout of queers that just got together and watched the baseball game. Um, it's a really great environment. I threw out the first pitch this year again. Um, I did it three or four years ago and I got a little bit of slack because I one bounced it. Mm. Um, this year I went and made it all the way. So that was certainly a fun thing to do. Um, did the mayor's press conference to go over the pride. And then we kind of got hit with the curveball two days before the event, the Supreme Court ruling overturning Roe v. Wade. Um, so we spent really two days just trying to figure out how we could switch our event to really go from a celebration, which it had evolved to since marriage equality became law, mm -hmm. to how, what do we need to emphasize during our event um, to kind of take pride back to the the grassroots political side. Um, so that's something that we also had to work through this year. Mm -hmm. And then the events itself were incredible. We had 5,000 people at Perry Square, 2,000 people marched with us in the walk. Um, then we kind of wrapped up the weekend with a drive here pride where a bunch of people got together, decorated your cars and drove around the peninsula. That was kind of our pandemic pride parade that it's so low key. Everybody loves doing it. Just taking a ride around the peninsula together. That is awesome. Now, I don't like to get political on this show, but I want to ask you, you know, the Supreme Court is also, they just voted on gay marriage. You know, they we've mentioned the abortion, you know, rights, but now they, it seems like they're coming after gay marriage to you. What, what are your thoughts on that? Like, how, do, how does that make you feel just as a person, as who you are? Yeah, so it, it's always scary. Um, anytime something like marriage the option of marriage is to be taken away from somebody. It's a, it's a scary thing, especially for our community. Um, it, when that happened, it, it really motivated our community a lot. Be not so much because the, the Roe v. Wade motivated us in a different way, but when Clarence Thomas went and specifically said that marriage equality should be overturned next in his dissent, um, that, that was certainly it was put out there so it was obvious i think that that's the next target so um it, it is it's it's scary to know that that could happen um it's like having any right away take taken away it's just it's it needs to stop um the idea that the uh, congress just voted on the marriage equality protection act i think is what they're calling it mm -hmm. um they the house just voted and passed it with as close to bipartisan support as it gets so it's very yeah. rare to like one or two might normally jump the fence but almost 50 jumped the fence this year um and then we've also got representative kelly who voted against it because to quote him this is settled law when the supreme court has proven that there's no such thing as settled law when it comes to a supreme court ruling anymore um so i think that it's motivated our community to again, become more vocal. And the important thing that to stress to viewers and what they can do to really encourage that is contract, contact your local congressman, um, federal, state, local, contact all your politicians you can. And then also November, not only show up to vote, but educate yourself about what matters are really important to you and see what options are available. And I would just say, if somebody's going through that, um, one of our organizations that we work really close with, Erie Gay News, it's a newsletter that sends out a 
wonderful flyer or a questionnaire to every candidate on the ballot, regardless of party. If they've made the ballot, they get the same questionnaire. And then all the responses are compiled. And it's sorted up by the questions that mean the most to our community. So it's a great resource to get when that comes out, usually in October. Brilliant. Brilliant. And you're right. It's all about contacting because they're the ones that make the law. They're the ones that, you know, why should something as married, you know, as who you marry be put in the hands of other people, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's okay. important to, it's also important to not regard related to different people because heterosexuals take it for granted what it is. And like somebody like you, if, if uh, Congress said, okay, we're removing all ADA requirements from everywhere. Mm -hmm. that, that that's huge. And that affects yeah. you. And Bingo. it's just like, if, if you realize that ADA is every person has the right to access every area, then why don't we have the same access or the same right to get married if we choose, you know? It's, so it's like, the it's when people think of that oh it's well that's just one decision that doesn't affect me at all well this decision may not but do you think they're gonna stop there like that's where do you bad. think where where's do you the think they're gonna stop now yeah yeah where's the line drawn where's the stop sign placed where's the okay that's good enough for to you know that's good enough or something you're right it doesn't and you know what does doesn't stop pride awareness just like dwarfism awareness you know, Pride Month doesn't just end, you know, the whole celebration doesn't end at June. Yeah, you know, it doesn't end on June 30th. It doesn't end like that date. Like, hey, this is, this is it. You know, well, that was fun. See you guys, you know, see you guys next year. What are some ways that you personally continue the celebration, that you personally continue Pride every single day? Oh, my goodness. So not even every single day. Like before that, um, we've got our first ever Meadville Pride coming up this Saturday. Ooh. in uh, Diamond Park and on um, uh, Chestnut Street. We're going to have a street fair and a pride down there. Um, the Pride Alliance also does a great picnic in August. Um, we kind of have two pride weekends in Erie. We have the big festival that takes place in June. And then we have a much more relaxed pride weekend in August. It'll be the 13th and the 14th this year. So um, we're having our pride picnic, which is where the Pride Alliance cooks food. We take care of all of that. All you have to do is show up, register, and then we feed everybody that shows up. And then we also cap off that weekend with a Pride Day at Waldemere, where we're able to offer discount tickets to those that would like to come to attend. Um, so, I mean, that's one of our big ways. But another way that we tend, that I myself tend to be, just show my pride every day. Um, I'm always in a Pride t-shirt of some sort. So I've always got that on. Um, I am tattooed with a rainbow. So it's like, I've, I'm always reminded of that. And it's important to know that when somebody like me goes into a venue where I may be the first queer person that somebody's recognizing that I need to be approachable because a lot of times people have questions. Um, and they oftentimes they don't know how to relate or how to ask it in the political correct way. So I make it a, um, I make myself very open that whenever I can see somebody is struggling with a question that they're like, oh, well, I just don't know what to say. I mean, this is a safe zone. You're coming to me from a very good place right now. Ask it how you need to be said if, or how you need to say it. If you need corrected, I will do that after, but I will do it in a manner that isn't degrading. I'm not going to get angry. Um, I can 
think back to um, the LGBT group that I have at work is full of a bunch of allies and people that just want to learn how to be better allies. And one of the members asked a question and they used the term, well, the lifestyle that you chose, which is very uh, offensive to a lot of people. I've heard it all my life. So I'm kind of numb to it. But um, I looked at her and she was a woman of color. And uh, I said, okay, so first of all, I know where you heard that word, that phrase. You heard it from your church, correct? Your pastor probably used that. Yeah, absolutely. She told me. So I'm like, okay, so did you choose to be black? Well, no, I didn't. I'm like, and I didn't choose to be gay. And I had a relationship with this person that I was able to be that blunt and upfront with. Mm -hmm. But I could then watch her go through that eye-opening moment of saying, oh, yeah, that's rough. So I follow that up with a question that she had already told me she had queer um, family. So I, I asked her, I'm like, have you used that phrase to another family member that may be younger? Yeah, and they got really angry. And I'm like, well, that's why. I'm like, it, again, mm-hmm. I, I have to go back and relate it to everybody else. But to kind of answer your question, as much as a roundabout as I went, mm-hmm. by living my true authentic self and by helping to educate others, that is the biggest way that I can show my pride and live out pride all year round. Mm-hmm. Just like Dwarfism Awareness Month in October, like we said, it doesn't end in June for you. And it's who you are. Like you said, you don't, you didn't choose to do it. Like you didn't choose this. It's who you are. Just like I don't choose to be a little person. I tell people in my comedy all the time, if I had the ability to wake up tomorrow and say, I want to be six foot four today. And, you know, all of a sudden I turn out and my feet hit the ground automatically. You know how much fun I'd have? <laughs> Like, you know how, like, you'd see me tomorrow and be like, hello, you know? You know, my my mom and I, when I first came out, we were in a really bad position for a while. And we've now reconciled. We're in a much better position. But um, she told me something after we kind of settled on a couple things. She goes, when you told me that you were gay, I came across as disappointing. She goes, I was disappointed, not in the fact that you're gay, but in the fact that by having this one title added to you, your life just became that much harder automatically. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much like to, she wasn't she was not angry that I'm gay or anything. It's just that yeah. no, no parent wants to see their child's life made harder than exactly. it has to be. And something like being a dwarf, um, being a person of color, being a trans individual just adds an element of difficulty that mm-hmm. is, it's not necessary in today's no. world, but it's there. It's an, un, it's a, un, it's an unintended target. Like it's an, un, like it's a, you have a target on your back, no matter where you go. But at the same time, you didn't paint that target. You didn't, you know, you didn't go around and say, Hey, look at me. You know, like I don't go around and going, look at me. I'm a little person. Look at me. Look at me. It's more of everyone else saying, Look at him. He's a little yep. person. Look at it, you know. And mm-hmm. it's sometimes the unnecessary attention. Like sometimes I just want to go live my life. Like I just want to go have lunch with my fiance. I just want to go, you know, to church with my parents. I just want to go to, you know, like I just want to walk down the street, mind my own business. And like mm-hmm. I've gotten the worst of it too. You're right. Like there was one time I was walking into church with my mother, nonetheless, places. I opened the door for her and someone drove by and screamed out of their car, effing midget. Right oh, yeah. in front of my mother, right in front of a church. 
I like, have a neighbor that likes to call me a certain F word, three letter F word. Oh. I, I refuse to say it. Yeah. Um, and that, I call it the M word yeah. too, but just to, just to emphasize yep. that story, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, uh, I, so there's, I, it's hard for me if they're outside to walk out and get my, get the mail. Exactly. Like why should without be, being harassed? Why should that be a problem for you? Why should something as simple as that be an issue for someone like you, who's just you, you know, that's the unfortunate world today. I have to play a quick note from our sponsors real quick, but we'll come back to this conversation immediately because we're, we're on some good notes here, but we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors of Harbor Ridge golf course. This buddy cast is brought to you by Harbor Ridge golf course. If you're in the Erie area looking to play a quick nine, sharpen your skills on the putting green or driving range, or looking to play fling golf while having some quality time with buddies, head over to Harbor Ridge at 3730 Harbor Ridge Trail. When you're finished, head over to the Harbor View Grill to enjoy a good meal, some live music, a gorgeous view of Lake Erie, and some more good times. Call them today at 814-898-4653. Tell my buddy Adam that Buddy sent you. That was a word from Harbor Ridge Golf Course. Like I said, tell my buddy Adam that that his buddy Nick sent you. So we were on the topic of dealing with hate, dealing with just the unnecessary evil that it is. What are some ways that you combat hate? What are some ways that you handle it yourself? Personally, I choose to ignore it as much as possible. Um, unless there is a physical threat to violence, I I don't want to give them any more attention because ultimately it, my experience is when somebody is doing that, they're looking for attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I, if I can be the bigger person and just ignore it, go about my day, then it, it just, it stops any other situation from happening. Now, in the event that there's a threat to violence, of course, that needs to be escalated. Um, we had an email come into the Pride Alliance to my email um, that referenced some acts of violence possibly happening at Erie Pride Fest this year. And I shared it on social, so it's not like it's a secret of what was said, but uh, when something like that happens, that has to be taken seriously. Absolutely. Um, I, I am very grateful to have worked hand in hand with Mayor Joe Schemberg for the last five years, however long he's been in office. I worked with him when he still worked at PNC Bank. I've known him for almost two decades now. So I've known him for a very long time. Um, so it's, I was able to contact them and get involved with the, or get in touch with the right person in the police department and set up additional protection. And luckily there was zero issue. Nothing actually happened. Um, but yeah, it's like, for me, if I, a lot of times it pisses those people off more to be ignored than it does Mm -hmm. to give them the attention. Mm -hmm. So that's where, like, where we were talking about educating people. If somebody's doing something like that, they don't want to be educated. If you tried to educate them, it's just going to escalate the situation in a way that it doesn't need to be done. So mm-hmm. I I ignore it. I go the other way. Mm-hmm. I, I'm turn the other cheek. Yeah, those words aren't going to do anything to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I say. You can call me the M word a million times. You can, you know, I don't care. But it's ultimately just there's there's sometimes too that it's. A matter of being uneducated. It's a matter of times of, and you can tell those those people apart. You can tell this guy's educated, but doesn't want to. This guy maybe maybe I'm the first little person he's ever met, 
maybe, you know, he grew up with this terminology that he didn't know it's offensive. And once I, once he saw my reaction, he realized I struck a chord. I did not, you know, I did not intend to do that. Like, here's a good story for you. I was one time at this Wendy's after a really long day, just grabbing a quick meal because dinner was in like two hours. So I was just going to grab some like chicken nuggets or something like that. And the cashier got this look on her face and I've seen this look a million times, wide eye, almost like jaw drop. I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm just walking in going, great. Why today? Why now? You know? And she goes, I don't mean to offend you, but you're the first little person. Is that correct? I'm like, yep, keep going. You're good. You're the first little person I ever met in real life. If you don't mind, I just have a few questions for you. I'll take your order and everything. I just have some questions. I'm like, lady, you're not even in the ballpark of offensive. Ask away. And she asked what we call the pamphlet questions. How do you drive? Are you the only little person in your family? Uh, is he in, like, what's what's day-to-day life? You know, stuff like you could you could seriously just give a pamphlet to and go, here you go. Here's all your answers. And then, you know, um, the conversation got deeper after that. Just basically her kind of, like, talking about her self-esteem a little bit. Saying, like, it's better, like, I'll share this. She said, it's better to be little than to be ugly. And that throws me i'm like whoa 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 back it up back it up here i don't know what religion you are i don't know what fit you know whatever you involved but i know for a fact you're not ugly i know for a fact that like there's no mistakes here there's no this you know and i basically encouraged her just like i would want someone to do if i were to say you know if i were to be in her shoes and i said you know keep doing what you're doing you're doing a great job thank you for the chance to educate and she was she was inspired but it's those chances, those chances to educate someone compared to the guy who's just coming up to me, you know, leaving me anonymous voicemails saying that I'm an effing M word. I'm an effing M word. I'm an effing M word. You know, like when I, whenever I get those, because I've gotten very similar things, different words, similar things, same mm-hmm. coming from the same area. I, I'm a first of all, I'm a grown adult. Yeah, I I've heard, what you're saying is nothing I haven't heard for the last 20 years of my life since I came out part of me is petty and be like, can you get a little more creative? (laughs) I get so bored by the same common insults. Like if somebody came up to me and came up with a very new offensive way to insult me, I would honestly probably be grateful because I want to hear new stuff. But the important thing is like, I'm an adult. I've come to terms with where I am. I'm very comfortable with my sexuality. I can take that. It's important that when we see somebody younger or even somebody that's not comfortable that is clearly uncomfortable with who they are Mm -hmm. seeing that same abuse that we step in whether it be within our community or not to be an ally and to be an advocate for them yes you know queer youth has a exponentially high suicide um, rate compared to cisgender youth and heterosexual youth. It's like the numbers and they change too often for me to keep up. At one point, a couple years ago, it was like two to three times more. And I don't even, I, I, one, it's depressing. I don't want to know how high it is, but I know it's happening and it's happening a lot. It might not be happening in Erie a lot, but it's still happening. And when a child is going through that much bullying, that their only option out is to take their own life or potentially even contemplate it, that's an issue and the fact that you and i as grown adults can walk down the street and get harassed also 
we've we're at the point that we're very comfortable with it yeah call mm-hmm. us names it, it doesn't affect us anymore but if i put myself back to when i was 16 years old and first struggling with my own sexuality where i didn't know what was going on walking down the street and if i would have been called that and i was in high school i was called everything i i was the fat kid i was the the gay kid that would not admit it um that I, cause I didn't want to admit it myself. I was internalizing the way I feel. And as a lot of gay individuals go through this um, inward homophobia, because society says being at the time, society was, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. Like being a gay kid in the nineties and early two thousands is completely different than what it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I went through just over a decade where I knew what I was and I, w- I was not willing to admit it. So my way to kind of bury that was very homophobic in general, that was internalized. Um, so like if I was 16 year olds old walking down the street and heard something like that, I, I, I probably would have wanted to, hurt, to harm myself. And you know, at times I did. So it was like, it's something that people just don't realize that something that seems as entertaining for them can be so hurtful to others. Exactly. It may just be a funny joke to you. Like, Hey, it's funny to join the group and match with this kid or that guy's funny. You know, that guy looks funny. Let's, you know, let's call him out. Something like that. You're right. People like you and me, you know, we've heard it our whole lives. Nothing new, you know, I bring it on. What have you got? Oh, haven't heard that one before. Great. You know, good job. It's only affecting really. It was only affecting to me. Like, because it was the fact that, it was in front of a church in front of my mother. Like what more, how more, how much more could this situation be? Like how much more impact, you know, but instead of going up, you know, instead of going into that church and going, why me? Why not? And it's just because I'm the little guy. Why me? You know, stuff like that. I walked in and said, whatever caused that man, the pain that he has in his life to call me that name in this setting, please heal him and forgive him. Whatever. Whatever is going on in his life, just please, whatever pain, struggle, whatever, just remove it and make this man whole again, that he can seek self-forgiveness because that's obviously what he needs right now, you know? And yeah, and you know, like, I feel like a lot of that stuff comes from, because um, I'm, I'm going to step out on a, a, a far limb here. That's probably mm-hmm. going to break underneath me, but did you get to see the gentleman that called you that name? No, he drove away. He was in his car and okay. drove away too fast. So it's probably the standard cis white male complex. Mm -hmm. They need to put down others to make themselves feel better about themselves. Like I've, it's very rare for me to have somebody that is a minority point out something like that. Cause most minorities that, although they may, they may have, they may be homophobic. um, They tend not to point it out because they don't want to get called out for their own for being whatever race they are, whatever their uh, minority status might be, they don't call it out to others. So it's usually just the the people that have never really faced discrimination that want to mm-hmm. call that out. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're right a little bit on that because I, you know, um, I've worked with local representatives here to get what's called HR 497 passed, which is the state of Pennsylvania recognizing dwarfism awareness month. And I sent that to a group of friends that I used to hang out with. And one of them just called me out saying, 
oh, this is identity politics. This is the, you know, like what's going, and I'm like, excuse me? And he's like, you guys have to have a month to celebrate yourselves. What about me? I'm just an average height white person, you know, nothing unique about me. I'm not gay. I'm not this. I'm I'm like, and I almost wanted to say to him, be proud that you don't have something you have to fight for every single day. Be proud that you can walk down the street and no one mocks you because of some because of who you are. They might mock you because you do something funny, like you trip or you, you know, uh, say something funny or do something, you know, something that you choose to do or just happens to you. They're not mocking you because of something you have no control over. Yeah. That you have no reason to I mean walk down the street, you know. I would because, add to that yeah. that they should be proud that they can walk down the street holding the hand of their partner. That's something that as a queer person, I've I've done that so on such a limited basis, mm-hmm. not only because one, I'm eternally single, but so that's just not an option there. But even when I was not single, that was something that me or the person I was with never felt comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. I can count on my hands, probably on both hands, how many times I've done that and felt totally comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just depressing and mm-hmm. sad. <laughs> so this brings me to my next question. If there's someone out there who's dealing with the hate, you know, that's maybe still struggling like we mentioned before still struggling with it still having a tough time what's your advice to them so if they're having struggles with their own sexuality my advice to them would be to know just understand that that's 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 normal like mm-hmm. everything you're going through is a normal process um if if you're struggling to reach out to people um, if you're comfortable doing so, get on the Pride um, website or Facebook page. We have a lot of events that are really low key. Um, we talked about our festival and our parade and our picnic and everything. And those are probably a little bit out there, but we also do a monthly happy hour in Meadville. We do some social hours here in Erie where you can really connect and um, meet other people. If you're a person of youth, there are multiple youth or- youth-led organizations around here where you can gather um that they're they're welcoming so it's one of those things like as you everybody's process is their own so everybody's going to get comfortable at a different stage i can literally think back to when i was eight years old having this idea of i'm different and i think i think i'm attracted to boys um in my head i can go back all the way that far and i didn't come out till i was 21. so my process was very long um there are a lot of youth that i know that are out living their life at 12 13 that i i am somewhat jealous of um but it's like everybody's process is different don't judge yourself for the process being longer or harder the thing that i think everybody can do no matter what they're dealing with is try to surround yourself with people that are truly supportive of you um i recognize that i have a very large support group that I'm able to rely on, whether it be pride board members, uh, my best friend, I was lucky enough to be born a twin. So her and her and I are literally like, we can feel the way each other's feeling from across the city. Um, (laughs) So like, find your support group, find your tribe, as I think they call it now. Um, And when you get in that you'll that's when you'll know you'll feel comfortable. what led me to being comfortable to make that was I was working overnights at a Walmart 
where I, I was just going doing my job. This is during college. I was working third shift and going to school. So um, a couple of the other employees came out as lesbians. They who were already my good friends. So them doing that said, okay, you know what? If they're doing that here, I can do this too. So I then came out and then seven months later, I came out fully and I let everybody know. And since then it's just been just, really? things just keep getting better, you know? Brilliant. You obviously have a great support group through the Pride Alliance. Where can we find out more about the, about the Northwest Pennsylvania Pride Alliance? So we just got a gorgeous new website, nwpapride.org. Um, that was a process that was a long time in the planning. Um, our most active places are our Facebook page, which is just NWPA Pride. And then we also have an Instagram that we do like to post a lot of different stuff on there. Um, those are our kind of our three best ways. Um, we're in, we have some other stuff coming up in the future that mm -hmm. um, we're in the process of looking to launch a newsletter. And we are in the very early processes of launching our own podcast. That's going to be a monthly podcast. Wow. Um, that we want to use that to not only kind of get our word out there, but we want to use that to raise other queer voices in the city. So um, that's something that that's kind of our next big project that we're going to be working on. Brilliant. You'll have to let me know when that podcast comes out. We're hoping for the, the late fall, early winter. So solid. Now I have two more questions for you. The first one is brought to us by my buddy Jonas Kane at hashtag positivity. He wants to know in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? <laughs> um, you know, for me, uh, the idea of allyship is what's important. You can be somebody's buddy without being their best friend. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I think allyship, no matter what it is, is somebody to be there that if something is happening to you, that you're willing to help them and take up their cause in whatever manner they'll allow you to, whether it be somebody to talk to, that's important. Or if it's somebody that they need you to go stand out on the street and protest, whatever political issues going on now that it, that's, it can be any range. So I think that's my biggest thing. Somebody to talk to somebody to allow, um, somebody to bounce ideas off of. That's kind of, that would, I, that would be my definition of buddy. Brilliant. And our final question comes for us from our sponsors at Harbor Ridge Golf Course, which is what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You ready for this one? So what is your advice to the world today? What's your advice to anybody, like we mentioned, struggling with their identity, anybody who wants to be an ally What's your advice to them? Whoop, you there? Are you still there? Because I think I might have lost you. You there? And whoops, we good? I think we lost him. One second. I think we lost connection on one end. Sorry, buddies. Give me one second. Let me type it in the chat for you. And we really lost him. Hey, right, buddies, we call this a Walt Disney moment where one of our connections just went, but give it a minute. 
apologies. Up oh, now he's gone. There we go. Sorry about that, buddy. You there? I'm back. Yes. Sorry, we call that a Walt Disney moment here. When <laughs> it freezes up, you know. That would, so, you know what? It wouldn't be me involved if something didn't go wrong like that. So it just makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> so the question was, what is your ultimate advice to the world today? To say anyone who is struggling with their identity, anyone who wants to be an ally, what's your advice to them? You know, I, my ultimate advice would be to one, educate yourself. If you're struggling to educate yourself, look for resources. Um, the human rights uh, campaign is a big one. GLAD is a big LGBT resource. And then if you're still struggling to educate yourself, reach out to local organizations, um, whether it be your local Pride Alliance, uh, Greater Erie Alliance for Equality, Trans Family of NWPA. There's so many of them in Erie that um, are really great. But my biggest advice, and this goes more so than just one issue, is to, before you judge somebody else, try to have some empathy for what they're going through. Just because they're going through something that you may not have went through and you don't understand does not bar you from being empathetic towards them. So yeah. that, that's something that like, when you see somebody going through a tough time, don't instantly say, oh, their sexuality is what's making their life tough. Their disability is what's making their life tough. Their race is making their life tough. No. Some, something is making them their life tough. How can you help to ease that pressure? Mm -hmm. Like really whether it be one kind comment to a person. Cause if, if somebody, if I got called a name and then somebody instantly came up to me and said, Hey, don't let that bother you. You're great. Just the way you are. So, so, something as little as that could literally mean the world to somebody, whether that is a youth contemplating harming themselves, that that could walk them back from that. Mm -hmm. um that that's my big thing empathy this that's the that's the thing that the world's currently missing and whatever i can do to try to put it back in the world is what i'm going to try to do brilliant you know one word you're right one kind word can save somebody's life one kind gesture and that's what being a buddy is all about being there being empathetic you know as c.s lewis says true friendship is born when one friend says to another you too I thought I was the only one, you know, because you never know what someone's going through. They may hide it or, yeah, they may show signs of weakness, but it's mm -hmm. not about being that strong figure. Oh, you'll get through it or, you know, toughen up. You're fine. People are going, what? it's about being there and saying, what can I do for you today? How can I help you? Okay. Yeah. And sometimes that help is just a listening ear, a shoulder to cry on, uh, someone to wrap your arm around or just a simple compliment, you know, it doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be something like, oh, you have to, you know, kiss up to them until they're fully built self-esteem, you know, which is like a million compliments. It just has to be a simple, like you said, you're doing great. Don't you dare change. So exactly. absolute true words of wisdom. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. I learned a lot from this episode. I'm thankful to have you on. You're welcome back anytime, you know. And before we end this episode, I have one favor to ask you. Whatever you do today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, please go out and be someone's buddy. Could you do that for me? Sounds good. Solid. To all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, Alex. Please check out the North, North uh, Northwestern Pennsylvania Pride Alliance. 
please just be someone's buddy, be an ally, be someone's buddy today. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. We'll catch you all next time here on everybody's favorite show, Buddy Cast. When the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past, buddy, buddy, tune in to Buddy Cast. Don't feel like it could make it, buddy, here on Buddy Cast.